What's good, y'all? We are back again with another episode of the DNA Culture. Um, today is, is going to be a milestone episode of the DNA Culture podcast. Man, we have our first interview um, with, with one of our friends, good friends, known him, uh, played with him back in, in high school. Man, he is now currently oh, a coach, good, Coach good. Johnny Eaton. Um, he big just brother. won. Yeah. <laughs> big brother, man. Big, big brother. Yeah. Of the was just, was just part of the, the 7A uh, Alabama State Champs, man, uh, coaching for uh, Central Phoenix City High School. Um, first one out of all of us to, to win a championship, man. So that's that's big up, man. But uh, played play with uh, LBW Community College and also played at Point. And, uh, you know, one of our, like I said, one of our dearest friends, man, we just wanted to bring him on and, and interview him, man. So, so what's good, man? How you feeling, man? What's good, man? Look, man, I appreciate you guys for bringing me on. You know, it's always good to talk baseball with my boys. So I'm yeah. just excited to be on here with you guys, man. Hey, man, likewise, likewise. Yeah, man, yeah. appreciate you for blessing us today, man. So, oh, yeah, sure, man, sure. like one thing we want to do once, you know, when we get people to come on, uh, every time we're going to ask them, because we all did our own version, uh, we got to ask you, what's your Mount Rushmore of baseball? So you need four players. Uh, the rules mm -hmm. are you at least need one pitcher and at least one current player that's, that's active in the MLB. Um, so just, okay. you know, give us your four and then tell us, you know, why you went with each one of them. So for pitchers, I'm going to start it off with Pedro Martinez because, you know, I like his intensity he played with. You know, I'm not a Red Sox fan. By far, anybody know I, I roll with the Yankees, but you know he just had this fire about him when he stepped on the mound. Like you know he was gonna compete. It was always like it was some theatrics with him, but it was always a good show. You knew that you was gonna get like a competitor every time, and you know I appreciated that as somebody that liked to compete as a kid. Uh, as far as somebody currently, uh, I, my vote would be with Shohei Otani. Just because of the versatility, uh, you know, he's he going to be a guy that's, that's going to give you 30 bombs. He may give you 30 bags sometimes, depending on his health. And, you know, he lights out on the mound. And in a game where a lot of kids have to prioritize, like pitching earlier, it's cool to see a guy that can do both and do it at a high level. So that would be him. Uh, King Griffey Jr., my all-time favorite player, yes. you know. If he's not yes. in your Mount Rushmore, I don't know what you're thinking. You yes. Know? Like, I don't trust Thanks. you. That's right. That's right. This one's tough, man, but I'm going to go Barry Bonds. And a lot of people say, you know, they throw in the steroids, but to me he was a Hall of Famer before he even, you know, started juicing. And at some point, everybody in their career, they did juicing, you know, they did greenies, they did stuff that was illegal. So I'm going to have to go with Barry Bonds for my, my number four. Respect, respect, respect. I think all those are solid choices. Pretty much the same stuff we all said. I know yeah. we use – I think I don't think nobody uh, has mentioned Pedro, though, yet. Has anybody – did one of y'all say uh, Pedro down here, Lance? Nah, I did uh, – And I like it. Uh, I like the yeah, – yeah, I did Mariano Rivera. Oh, yeah, you did Rivera. Uh, wow. 
who I forgot who Lance did. I think I, I did. Lance, Lance did Randy did Johnson. Randy Johnson. I did. Um, oh yeah, he's tough. Who did I do? I did Nolan Ryan because I was like okay. he's the first like fireballer. I feel like you know. Fast, fast. Yeah, bad. I think we all had Ken Griffey. Uh, and then we we had Hank though. Someone's I think I had yeah. Hank, so. Just, you know, he's number respect. five. He's number yeah, five. Yeah, you know, <laughs> just you know, you gotta go with the home. He's an honorable mention. Yeah, for sure, for sure, man. But yeah, so um, yeah, man. Like I was saying, we was just talking about uh, the championship. Congratulations about that, man. Um, just tell me, like, how does that feel to 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 be a coach of a, of a championship team, man? Man, it's it's awesome because like. Anybody that knows the coach, they know, like, the time you spend away from family, loved ones. Like, you know, when my girlfriend is in town, I don't get to see her much. My family, like, I don't get to see them much. But it's just the grind. It starts, like, August. And anybody that know our program know we, we spend a lot of days where we just – we kind of grind it. And to finally, like, get it at the end is just, like, it's, it's, it's a breath of fresh air, but at the end of it, like, you, you get a couple of days and you like, you know, we did it, we did it. But I guess now it's it's thinking a year ahead to how do we get back there? It's kind of like it's it's winning a championship kind of like a drug. You know, I, I won it. I did the process. How can I do it again now? You, you get hungry for another one. So, yeah. So, like, when, when would you say, like, was the – was a, of course, I mean, you're coaching, so of course right. you always think that your team, you know, can be good. But, like, what was that point or when did you know that y'all actually had what it took to, like, really compete and, and win a championship? That's a good question because around March we kind of hit a wall where I was like, I don't know. And, you know, we play in a tough area with Auburn, yeah. Auburn High, who's – consistently top 15 in the nation and Smith station. A lot of people don't know about them, but we got a three team area like where the the top two teams go. So every year that Smith station has not made the playoffs, they they like top six or seven in the state. They just get beat out by us in Auburn. Wow. So what happened? We, we got the pick where we play Auburn first in area. And, you know, first game they came, we knew we could compete with them. They beat us at home. Well, that next day, like, we came and, like, we kind of popped off and we swept them at their place. Mm. And, like, that's unheard of. And at that point, I was like, you know what, like, if we play ball like this, we're going to be pretty scary down the road. Um, And at that point, it was, like, early April. And, you know, I, I always think that the best teams peak for high school and college sports. I mean, college baseball, they peak around May. So my thing was if we can kind of keep this up and keep building on it, like by the time we get to the middle of May, we're going to be a pretty dangerous team. And it kind of worked out that way. Worked out, man. That's what's up, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like I said, once again, man, congrats on that. Thank uh, you, man. I appreciate it. Like like I said, like your your experience, you know, within our group is is, is interesting because I, I feel like you're one of the the first ones to really just get into the coaching lane and, and really, you know, succeeding in that, man. So I just got a, another follow-up question where um, when it comes from, you know, playing baseball and adjusting and flipping that switch into coaching, like what was like the biggest adjustment for you or like, how was that? Or 
or what's the differences between you know the two? Um, as a player, for me, like it kind of was a good transition. the The biggest difference is that when you become a coach, you think that you have to do teach. You have to you you have to learn this. Like it's especially with me, it's it's exit velo, it's launch angle, it's this and that. And I think the most important thing that I've learned as a coach is the guys don't really care about how much you know and, you know, what you know about this and that. They want to know that you care about them and, you know, that you you really are considering their development. I mean, you can know all you want to, but if you can't get a guy to run through a wall for you, like, it, it, it kind of defeats the purpose. So I think being relatable and at the same time kind of walking that thin line where – I I am your coach, you know, I am helping with your development. I want what's best for you. But at the same time, I, I can't be your friend, but I'm somebody you can confide in and just somebody that you can trust enough to, you know, help you get better as a person and a baseball player. So it, it would probably be like relatability or something. Okay. Yeah, as a player, you don't care. I mean, you don't I, care. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna be who you're gonna be. Yeah. You got to be confident. So, but right. as a coach, I I, I kind of I do want to set a good example, and I want I don't want to ever like put my guys through anything that they feel like I wouldn't have done as a player. So, okay, so, yeah, I feel that. Yeah. So, um, just kind of going off of that and transitioning into your your playing uh, career, man. I got a question about like, what was the year you feel like, or like the season, or just like the stretch of your career where you just felt like this was probably like your best feeling, you know, on the field. Whether that's like this is your be your best season, um, individually, maybe the your favorite team, like you know, what was what would you say was like your your best experience uh, on on the playing field. It was definitely by far my uh, second year of JUCO at LBW. Um, we were a team that were kind of like, I guess, we didn't have many commits. We weren't very good. But I think at one point we went on like a 24-game winning streak. And we lost to Faulkner State, who they were the best team in the state by far that year. The funny story, they got this they got kicked out of the state tournament because of an ineligible player rule. I don't know the validity of that. Oh, but <laughs> that team, Ten Run, the team that won the national championship. So CAC, Central Alabama, they won the national championship that year. Yeah. Uh, and I mean Faulkner, they walked the dogs with them earlier that year and had had they not been disqualified, they would have been the best team in the league. And they, they probably would have won it all. But that 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 junior that uh, sophomore year of my JUCO, um, we just it, you really learned the importance of how being close with your teammates and just kind of going through the ringer with them. And I had a really good year, so that was fun for me. And it was the first time I really felt confident and like could trust that I could make adjustments and you know that I could do this for a little bit. So right, right, right. Yeah. How how does it? Cause I don't I don't know how I feel. You know. You know, collegially, but like, how's it feel to yeah. to really run into one in, on the college field, man, and just and get and get to watch it? You know, watch it go over. I how mean, it's it's awesome, dog. Like you get 
you know, a lot of people, I'm, and I do want to talk about like the Tennessee with the the how they flip the guy off and stuff. And I, I'm my bad, I ain't supposed to do that, but yeah, but uh, good over here. You get caught yeah. up in the moment, yeah. dog. You you run yeah. into one and you hit it hard, like it's like you're adrenaline. <laughs> and like a lot of people say, like I bet they get scared in big crowds. But like the bigger the crowd, when you do something like that's kind of like live, mm-hmm. you'd be like, man, just like. I don't know. It's hard. It's it's kind of unexplainable, you know. Yeah. But it's yeah. a good feeling. It's a real good feeling. I I can I can attest to playing on a good team in college, and yeah. you just rolling off win after win after win after win after win. Cause I did red shirt freshman year, but I did play during the fall, and it was just like, bro, we are untouchable. That's like, what I'm saying. We show up like it's we over. show up with our mind right. We can't lose. That's right. That's it, right. It's a good feeling in college. It is. Yeah, it's definitely. All right. Well, to piggyback off that, JD, JD, um, since we on your college career, what would you say would be the biggest transition that you felt you had to make coming from high school to college for our younger viewers out there? What's the toughest transition going from high school ball to college ball? So the top two things that I would say is weight room. Like, Weight room, weight room, weight room. I, I graduated high school early. I didn't turn 18 to the next October. And so, especially now with the transfer portal, whether you go JUCO or not, like, you're you going to be out there with 21, 22, 23-year-old grown man as a freshman. And, like, I thought I was strong for when I was a senior in high school, but, like, I wouldn't, man. It, like, you, your first workout as a college player, you see, like, certain guys throw around weight, and you like, yeah, he liked that. Like, he really liked that before you even see anything baseball-related. He got that dog So, yeah. like, he got that dog in him. He got that dog in him. That dog in You know he got it. one for his feet. Exactly. Like, you don't even got to see. You know he got that dog in him. But uh, it would be weight room and – just mental toughness because a lot of guys, when they go to play college ball, they've never failed. So it's like, you know, how do I deal with failure now? How do I get better at the game within the game and make adjustments? And how do I deal with, like, maybe not playing? I mean, I set the bench my first 15 games, and I had to learn, like, how do I make myself as an asset to this team? And then it turns into how good of a teammate you could be from that. So – your mentality has to be like, I'm going to be the best teammate I can be, but when I get my opportunity, like, I'm going to make them remember that, you know, I, they need to consider me in the lineup. So. Right, right. I feel that. And I think, man, just saying this, I'm glad you said it about, you know, just having a good mentality because I think a lot of guys, especially when they go from, like, from, when they go from one level to the next and when you're that guy, on the team, you know, when you that when you been that guy in high school, now you going to a, another level where everybody is that guy. Exactly. Yeah, you I know, think I, what type of way you gonna put to separate yourself? I think the easiest way to put it is when you get there. If you're an infielder, everybody that played infield was the shortstop on their high school team. Everybody mm-hmm. that played outfield was the yeah, center fielder on their one team. Outfield. <laughs> exactly, and then like. Yeah. Then you got your big guys that hit bomb. You can only have one DH. So it's a matter of like, even at like 
teams that you don't consider good, everybody was the best in their respective areas. So now it's just like, are you willing to compete and fail and get back the next day? So. Yeah, you got to be mentally tough to ride the bench, but you still got to show up for a 10 inning in a squad tomorrow. That's right. That's and right. Because you, you never know when your number going to be called, you know? Right, right. Man, that made me think about I know I don't know if y'all seen uh, Bradley Bill, a, a clip of Bradley Bill talking to his AAU team. Yeah, it was posted like that. the other day. And he was just telling them, like, hey, man, he was just like, you know, when you get to college, he's like, y'all need to switch your mentality now. You know, you need to learn how to affect the game in other ways now because when you get to college, you're not going to be an offensive guy anymore. Like, he was like, you don't see people on the college team averaging 20 points. If they're averaging 20 on the on the college team, the team is probably sorry. <laughs> he's like, you're going to only be averaging, like, 10 to 12 points, so you're not a scorer. So he's like, you need to switch that mentality. You need to work on your fundamentals and work on other areas of your game where you can affect the game. And what you just said just made me think about that, man, because, like I said, you're going to see guys out here who they've been hitting bombs, oh, big man. bombs in high school. You know, they 10-plus bombs and throwing 95, but now you're on the level where everybody throwing 90, everybody throwing gas, everybody got light tower power. So what you going to do right. when the mechanics break down, you know, what you going to do for that? That's right, that's right. And that's, it's that's like some of the best. You go ahead, Lance. It, it's like some of the best players I played with in college, they'll hit like 260, 270, 280, but they just do everything else to win the game. And like, yeah. that yeah, that's what you need them. Yeah. So. Nah, that's real, man. What'd you finna say, Joe? I was gonna say, I was gonna transition to, I know you was talking about like, the speeds, the higher speeds and stuff. I was gonna ask you, like, man, what's the, what's the top speed fastball or you know that you ever faced like in college? The, the, the early, you didn't you ain't face no one hundred and five, did you? You know, like, like, oh, nah, like they doing now. I, I, <laughs> I ain't look, man. Don't let nobody tell you that hitting a baseball is easy, because you can do everything right, like and. It's been times where I thought I was on time and, like, the ball in the mid and I'm swinging. So it's just, like, it's it's tough, man. It's, it's the game of inches. Uh, I think I've seen a guy 95, 96. And the scary thing was this was my, my senior year at point. This guy was a freshman. So it wasn't like a, a 95, 96 that, that's, you know, is in the zone. It's one pitch at your head. Then he paint two at your knees and like so he was wild. For me, the harder they throw, it's, the, it's, it's oh no, my bad for cutting you off. No, you good, you good. The harder they throw, like you really speed your body up and it's easier. But when you got guys that's either wild or they got a good breaking pitch to follow that fastball, then it's like man, like you know, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how to approach this. Luckily, that guy was just throwing fastballs, so I was able to, like, time him up. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, you, you, you mix in 93, 94, and the crazy thing about pitchers now is you got guys that throw 95 to 97, and they throw 50% sliders and, and curveballs. So it's like, what do I game plan for? Like, you may not see a fastball, so it's just it, – it, it, it's, it's never easy to hit, like, velo. It's never 
easy to hit a, a baseball, period. But the harder, the the more room for error for the pitcher, I guess. And for our, and for our viewers, man, could you just talk about how how much like game planning goes into an in bat? Like it's not just like when you you know we we work on our swings or whatever. That's that's only one part. Like everybody right. can you know swing in the cage, but like could you just give a little insight on like the mental side of of an in bat? Like how yeah. you know how much. I guess thought goes into that, or you know, what what was some of the uh, I guess preparation that that the guys have to do even on the college level. So I'll tell both because I've worked with high school and college guys. The biggest thing for both is during BP during early work, you know, and you know, and once you get to college, you hit BP on the field before the game, um, but. You get your preparation in, all your mental, you know, miscues that you need to correct. You fix that then. And when you get in the box and it's game time, you just got to compete. You know, it's no more time to think about mechanics or what do I have to do here. It's like you got to react. You always got to be thinking fastball and you adjust. Uh, But as far as hitting, like your at-bat should start when you are like in the hole or sometimes on the bench because, like, if you're a lefty and a lefty hits before you, you watch how that pitcher pitches that guy. And, you know, as you get older, you get scouting reports, so you know what's coming, you know what's the guy's tendencies. But even with that, like, we want the guys to have a a thought process and have a plan, but at the same time, once you get up there in the box, like, it's you got to compete. It's just compete. It's less thinking, more reacting. Yeah, so JD, man, like during your playing career, man, and, and everybody that you came in contact with from high school, you know, to, you know, college, even coaching, like who do you think is like the the most talented player or just like the best player that you've come in contact with was like, man, this dude, if he's not in the MLB, either something went crazy or something's going wrong or like, he had the talent to be in the MLB, or or still has the talent. As a as a player, I'm gonna go with Philip Irvin uh, from Leroy. He, I think he got he went to, he ended up going to Sanford, and he got drafted by I want to say the Cincinnati Reds. I think he did some MLB time, mm-hmm. but he was like a leadoff hitter. This was my tenth grade year, and anybody who knows Leroy know they were good at like everything they did. But uh, I think the game we played them, he was like five for five with three bombs. And he could run. He could hit. He had a cannon. I mean, he was he was just a, a, a very athletic dude. And, like, I mean, I kept following him. And eventually he was up in the big leagues for a little. He may still be in the big leagues now, but, like, he was just different. Like you can tell when somebody like got got you know what what it takes to make it to the next level. But it I, it will probably be him. Uh, I've been fortunate to see a lot of guys as players. I tell you what, the the best, the most the most dynamic player that I've seen 
is so Georgia Tech got this guy named Chandler Simpson. If you don't know about him, like go look up his stats. He popped off. He transferred from Tech from UAB, and I think he actually led the NCAA in hitting this year and batting average. Wow. This guy is the fastest guy I've ever seen play baseball. Like, like I coached against him last year uh, in the Northwoods. He was on a team that was like in our, I guess our conf, not conference, but it would be like our division. And literally, I seen this guy hit a ball like a two hopper to the shortstop, and like it's 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 not even a throw. <laughs> like this dude got world class speed. Like if he got on base, it's a run. I swear to you, because like, so they had if him it's a routine play to the shortstop, routine. and he was just like. So they had him, and they had a guy named Victor Scott who liked the three hole for West Virginia. Uh-huh. Chandler was the leadoff, and Scott was the two hole. So anytime Victor uh, Chandler Simpson got on, he's still second, first pitch, still third, <laughs> and the next pitch, the next guy, Victor Scott would like hit a ball in the gap, well, and it's sound, all over. He again. sound like Pete Willard. Go watch his stats. <laughs> he sound like no. Pete Willard from Backyard Baseball. He sound like Tyreek Baseball Hill. Chandler Simpson, bro. Go go look up his stats. Right. Bro, it's a real deal. Like, he going to play in the league a while. I feel like he really is. He really like that. That boy sound like Usain Baseball Bowl. That boy sound like my on, MLB, my player career. Dog, well, you know he's still it's, in the mind of state. <laughs> 99 overall speed. <laughs> bro was like a video game. Go look up his stats, Chandler Simpson, and, and let me know. Hey, I'm, I'm like, buddy bro. is electric. Yeah, he's fire, bro. But yeah, that'll, that'll be it. Yeah. What about high school? That, he already said. Uh, yeah, he already said Philip yeah, Irvin, and Philip yeah. Irvin was in the Braves or in that organization at one part. At yeah, one he point, did. he did. Oh, shut up. Okay, okay. You know what I'm yeah. saying? We got this in the background. <laughs> Chandler Irvin, six feet. <laughs> in over right quick. <laughs> okay, well, all right, so. Okay, okay, cool, cool. cool. All right, what's all right, your so- uh, most embarrassing moment of your baseball career? Oh, man. <laughs> most embarrassing moment. All right, Ooh, I'm going to give you the And the worst loss. All right, I'm going to give you the quickest version. Okay, so sophomore year against Bishop State, game-winning run is on third, all right? I, he's on second. I, I get a single, and he moves to third. It's a, it's a shallow single. So I'm on first. Game-winning run is on third. It's one out, right? So our guy comes up, and, you know, the, you teach your outfielders in that situation. You got to come in to, you know, make the play at the plate if, if you can throw it in. So our guys up the bat, I'll never forget, and anybody that tells you, they're going to give me hell about it. The guy hits one, like, literally to the warning track. For some reason, Bishop State, like, outfielder, he running back, and he dives, like, right at the fence and, like, catches it. And so our guy tags up, and me, I'm celebrating. I'm, like, rounding third, rounding second. You know, I'm like, I, I don't need to tag. They're not going to go for it. But he catches it and dies, and like I got tagged up, and then I'm like, "Oh snap!" Like I didn't tag up, so instead of going back, I'm all I'm halfway to third. Instead of going back to second and back to first, 
I cut behind the pictures. Behind no! the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> behind the pictures. <laughs> And like, oh. the, like this college ball, bro. Oh and man! Like, of course I'm out because I'm out of the baseline. To to this day, it's the same coach there. He shows every one of his players that is not how you do in that situation. Like I talked to him like a couple months ago, and he was like, "I still show my guys that like that is the worst base running mistake I've ever seen in my life." Oh man! Luckily, man. we won the next inning because oh. if we wouldn't have won, I probably wouldn't have played the rest of the year. Like I, I was I don't know. Oh man, I, I, I was tweaking. I tweaked hard on that one. This man took them days wow. and baseball days for <laughs> him for real. And them JV no, days for you no, don't care about the rules no more. I was so embarrassed, man. Yeah, I was so embarrassed. Well, at least y'all would though, bro. I know, hey, hey, man. I know that bus ride after the game went crazy. No, it was at home. It, it oh, was at okay, home. okay. Yeah, the, the good Lord was looking out. Yeah. So, you know, I, I went and got in my truck and drove straight to my apartment. I ain't, I ain't want to talk to nobody. Yeah, I'll blame you, bro. <laughs> yeah. 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 We pulled it off. We yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Worst loss you ever took? I didn't took a few on the chin, man. I don't know. I I think I didn't got beat by like eighteen one game in, in college. Just like, and it wasn't like the the worst is when the team not better than you, but it's just like you come out single, single error, home run, home run. It's just like before you know it, it's nine zero in the first inning, and then the second inning. I mean, after that, you you take out the pitcher, of course, and you put in your guys that kind of do mop up duty. And it's bomb, bomb, walk, 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 single, bomb, bomb. You know what I mean? It's eighteen nothing. So I didn't, I didn't been in like three or four games like that to where it's just like, just can we hurry up and get this over? With, I was you gonna know? say they, they, they don't put uh, position players on the mound in those games. Do you, do you, they ever put you on the mound for a game? They, they knew better not to put me <laughs> on the mound, but. Cause they they would have scored ten more, but <laughs> that, yeah, they'll do that. They'll do a guy that can pitch a little bit, and it's just like at that point, both coaches probably empty the benches, and they they get guys in that you know need some experience or something like that. Yeah. So it, it's kind of that situation. Yeah, you got. I think the seven hole in in college hitting bombs. The eight hole in college hitting bombs. Yeah, that's now, when you know like, you got buzz by his three and four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, what about like what was the the or, well? Have you first off? Have you ever been in the baseball bra? I'm gonna say I'm gonna guess yes. But like, what was like the worst baseball bra that you've been involved in, or like where it almost popped off and and you know somebody had to separate or whatever, like. He almost started one in high school. Oh, I remember yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was wild. That was, and it probably some of my fault. But, uh, <laughs> um, as a coach, I, I didn't, I, you know, especially with college guys, you get egos, tempers flare. You know, MF this, MF that, bat flips, guys hit. 
I done been in, in quite a few, like, bench clearing, but nothing where nobody, like, swung or nothing. You, you'll find out, like, a lot of guys, like, they know it's probably not going to be a fight, so they're going to pop off. But the, the scariest guys are the ones that's just, like, quiet, who don't ever say anything, but, like, the moment is about to be a fight, like, ready. it's like, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that guy's really about that. Yeah, I got to watch right, out for him. Right, yeah. That, yeah, that guy really about that. So, yeah, yeah I, it's been pretty clean cut for me, um, you know, so. Yeah, that's what's up, man. Like, do you, what's your opinion, too, on just, like, the whole, I guess, like, the baseball culture, you know, the, you know, the old way where, you know, they try to teach, you know, certain things or, you know, you should play the game this way and that way. Like, what's your your take on, you know, some of the, it seems like the, the youth, I guess, within the game, they're, getting a little bit more leeway to kind of be themselves in situations are you are you more of the the old traditional type or are you kind of like in the middle or or how you how do you feel about honestly being like i'm just gonna be honest with you being like a black player coming up like i could never really like truly be myself because it's like you know like I do. I tell people I got a I got a master's degree in code switching. Mm-hmm. Like I've been code switching my whole life. Like yeah. it's it's just like if I act how how I act with you guys, it's like well this guy thinks he's like a thug, he's arrogant. But like mm-hmm. when I code switch and I talk regular, like well this guy's Carlton, this guy he's not black for real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never really got to be myself as a player. I always had to be like, I couldn't overreact. My dad taught me that from a young age. You you can't overreact. You know, you can't put off the perception that you're selfish. But I do like the direction that the game is going towards, like with the, ex, you know, excitement. Um, guys having fun, allowing guys to be who they are. I mean, sometimes it's a little outlandish. Uh, as a coach, I hate to be the, the first base coach and every time somebody get a hit, shin guard, elbow guard, uh slide mitt, thumb piece, mouthpiece. It's just like, <laughs> bro, like you got all this gear on, but bonds up the up if you gonna have got a Brandon deal. Right. Yeah. Like you do that, you need to be hitting five hundred. But it's just like it, it it has gotten to the point where it's a little more me, 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 see me, look at me, but I do like the direction, but at the same time, you got to be humble because baseball is always going to humble you. Well, I mean, we so saw that with TNC. As you being a coach, do you encourage your guys to, you know, hey, man, be yourself. You going backflip, backflip. Do you encourage that or? Yeah, man, you know, I'm, I'm big. You know, I'm big on looking apart. I'm big on, like, if my guy got a – he come out with a fresh chain, I'm like, oh, you're shining today, you know. Just, I have fun with him. I think most people say I'm a player's coach, but for me, it's it's respecting the game. Don't, like, don't bat flip if you hit a ball that barely got out. Like, if you're going to bat flip or you're going to, you know, show some emotion, unless it's a game-winning situation. You know, if you up eight runs – and you bat flipping against the other team, like, come on, have some feel. Like, you you already up big. But, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm big for, like, allowing the guys to be who they are, but I still kind of, like, walk that fence of respecting the game. Yeah, I, and I think that's kind of, like, 
I think that's the same in every sport, though, you know, because, like, even even in other sports, like maybe, like, NBA or NFL, where, you know, you know maybe celebrating is a little bit more, you know, accepted or has been accepted, you know, over the years. Like, even basketball, like, I mean, if you're getting killed, you know, at the last second, somebody try to make a layup, you yeah. know, they gonna have problems, you know. That's like an unwritten right. rule, you know what I mean. So it's like, right, right. like it's always gonna be some type of, you know, unwritten rules or whatever. But yeah, but like you said, though, like if the situation is is it calls for, you know, you plan for, you know, with a lot of motion or you know, it's a, a big situation in the game. I do like that, you know, they are showing a little bit more of personality or just. Being able to just live in the, in the moment, man, and just really like, cause I I get the I I do like you said, baseball is very humbling sport, but just like as a sport in general, like you have to play with emotion, and it's like some is some people are you know really humble and you know they might not do that, which is fine, nothing wrong with them, but at the same time, it's like you can't really well I feel like you can't really hold it against somebody for showing their emotion too if it. If you know if it's if it kind of sparks the team or you know that's right. that's what's gonna get the team you know hype or whatever, so I think it's right. it, it can go both ways. But yeah, I, I definitely see what yeah. you mean. They do need to yeah. respect the game. At the end of the day. Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, I oh no, go ahead, go ahead, JD. I mean, I, I've definitely like been in moments where you know I get a big hit and I'm like talking that talk. I mean, we from Mobile, like that's just yeah. how we grew up, you know. <laughs> but uh, I, I've been in moments where like. I probably would have, as a coach, told myself, like, yo, tone it down. But like I said, like, if you've been a player, you understand like, the emotions of it. Yeah, man, I think, like, especially now, and I, I appreciate how you, you know, you let your players be your, be themselves. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because a lot of times, man, we forget that at the end of the day, this is still a game. Like, they're still supposed to have fun. And I think a lot of times, like, when you see these kids, we have – you want them to, hey, respect the game, still have fun, because I don't want you to get burnt out, man. I, you might have a future in this sport, and I want you to actually love the game. And that's why you've been, if y'all don't know if y'all been seeing, like, on Twitter or other social media, like, at these T-ball games, man, they let these little kids just have fun out there. They let the kids dance when they come up to the plate, you know, and, uh, yeah, it, it ain't the right thing to do, but they still yeah, can't. They, they, you associate fun with the game, man. They falling in love with it. So at the end of the day, like, exactly. like I said, we got to still realize it's a game, and we still got to let these, let these guys have some fun out there. So if they want to beat their chest out the home run, especially you, man, if you hit one 450 or, you know, 385 in high school, like, man, beat your chest. Awesome. Like, show some emotions. Right. There's, there's nothing wrong with it. That's right. I agree. Yeah, I only oh, and I thought it was Game Seven of the World Series. <laughs> hey, yeah. but it felt good to you. You know what I mean? Yeah, Somebody it felt that good. don't play baseball, they they don't they can't explain that to you. You know? And it's that was a good. decade ago, and I never forget it. <laughs> you won't. You don't forget. Man. Good man. Yeah, talking about the home run with the wind caught the ball. Hmm. Tell me, oh, you talking about Lance? Oh, you talking about Lance? Lance. <laughs> hey, hey, Lance, ask him when he hit his home run. Hey. Right. I'm the only. I'm hold up. I'm the only player in Davidson history to score a touchdown and hit a home run in the same calendar year. Hey, 
Okay, Nobody LeBron James facts. Oh no, is that true? Oh, no, I no, am the Bo Jackson. You man. forgot about Martin Braun. Oh, Martin, boy, you man, true. What? Martin. <laughs> yeah, well, I forgot yeah. about it. Martin's going all right. That's second place. You yeah. ran a lot. Yeah. Boy, you yeah, ran a lot of yards. A lot of touchdowns, a lot of home runs. Yeah, yeah I forgot about it. Yeah. All right, I'll come in fourth place or something. <laughs> hey, I can't say I did it, so. I'll okay. be top five. Hey. Hey, you top five. That's what matters. You be bad. But yeah, hey, man, man, like, y'all, y'all got any, did anybody else have any questions uh, to, 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 to JD, man, before we let him out, man? Uh, who went in the World Series? <laughs> You know, I'm always say the Yankees. Uh, hey, hey, we ain't, we not dealing with the Yankees today. I don't want to hear anything about no Yankees today. I mean, we, you, you we, know we why he's saying that, try. right? You, you know why Danny's yeah, saying that? Because he a Cub fan. Yeah, y'all, y'all like yeah. beat them. What, what was the score today? It was like it was pretty bad. It was eight it zero. Eight <laughs> plus one. Hold on, man. Look, all I know. I'm gonna get you. On ESPN score. today, they showed somebody made a tweet. To four. Y'all lost 18. So to they four. basically beat y'all 65 to like seven. Man, look, game. all I know <laughs> somebody tweeted about like the Yankees not hitting home runs, apparently. And like oh, less than two game. minutes after that, them boys start hitting nays. Boy, them boys. They just woke them up. Y'all got too many. I don't. Y'all shouldn't. It should be illegal to have Aaron Judge and Stan on the same team. Like that's that's too much power. What in Yankee Stadium too, bro? Like you already at a home run stadium. Wiffle ball. That's why they had installed the nets up there on the side. That that probably came. Knocked some folks out, bro. He hit a. But you know how Yankees do. He hit a home run yesterday, what, 120 miles per hour off the bat? 120. That's crazy. 120. Bro, and you know what I hate about Stan? Stan don't hit. When Stan hit a home run, it's not like, boom. It's like a missile. Like, that mug get out of there, bro. Bro, straight out It hit the sign and bounced back on the field, bro. Yeah, and it went 30. You feel me? These fans be hey, these fans be trying to catch that with their bare hand. Nah, it's it's over with. If I don't bring gloves to the game, you can forget about that. I I got work. (laughs) Right. I got work Monday. I can't be catching balls with my hand. (laughs) No, that ain't a good idea. Break your head, man. All right, man. But yeah, bro. Thank you for coming on the show, man. We you always invited on the DNA culture. We're going to have to get you back oh, over here man. another day, man. Sure. But uh, thank you for just coming on here and giving a little insight on, you know, some of your playing career and the coaching and, you know, giving, you know, the, the young kids today a little bit of tips of, you know, what to expect when they're transitioning from high school to college. Um, yeah, man, this is, you know, the platform we're trying to create. We're trying to create this for, you know, y'all, you know, people that's like us, they're still in the game, you know, so. You know, uh, thank you, man, for continuing to stay in the game and uh, keep it up, bro. We're going to keep rooting for you always, man. And, yeah, this is much love, that, man. man. For sure. Appreciate for sure. You, always. Dog. Appreciate, appreciate it. it. Man, no. Thank y'all for having me on here. I look forward to seeing this grow and to being something that, you know, all the little kids tune in to and just people our age who just baseball junkies like us, man. So, 
I appreciate it once again, and it's up from here. All right, man. Thank yes, y'all sir. for listening to another episode of DNA Culture um, Podcast. Like I said, we like doing these interviews. We're going to do some more. You know, just anybody that, you know, we know that's still in, in baseball and sports. Uh, JD, if you got any, you know, suggestions, send them our way, man. We'll put them on for sure. For sure. Uh, but, yeah, okay. man, um, like and subscribe to this podcast. Um, we also have these videos on YouTube, so make sure you watch those as well on the DNA Culture um, website, the DNAculture.com. And thanks for tuning in, and we will see y'all next time. Get your DNA merch.